world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. Into the Apex 32, Tyler, Bradley, Rob, Patrick Stein, as always, from Mad Sim Racing Media. Coming back from the Nürburgring 24 last weekend, and we survived it. The four of us here uh, were on a team. We drove uh, the only BMW for our little organization here with the Into the Apex black and blue livery and logo on the car. Uh, car took quite a beating, but we we did survive the whole race, and we stayed in the top 10. What did we get, guys? A P7? <laughs> you think I would remember? A P7? Yeah, P7. We P7. were the... Yeah, the top finishing GT3 entry of our team, right? Yeah, not now. Let's not talk about what split we were in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we we were top split drivers in our own heads, but we were in a lower split. But nonetheless, we, we, we were the top of the top split, though. We qualified second, thanks to Francisco, our teammate, uh-huh. and uh, stayed in P1 and P2 for a good portion of the front front quarter of the race. Yeah, just just got into so. some troubles. It's Nurburgring's brutal because I, I mean this is not a hot take. Everybody who's run it knows it. You get off the Grand Prix course and it's a fairly thin uh, track, and there's no runoff anywhere. It's it's steel barriers on either side. You're high speed and going through some high speed bends and elevation changes, and you you run off. You're going to bounce off of walls. I mean, it's it's treacherous. Uh, it's a lot to remember to to get into a rhythm. Obviously, it's a lot to remember. I, I, what I predicted would happen for myself did happen. Uh, I was struggling with visibility overnight. I hadn't. I drove my first stint at night, and uh, it was diff. I hadn't quite yet. I mean, I put in some practice, but I still didn't quite have it in the second half of the track between the. Two banked carousels, I would say. That was my uncertain place. Uh, so I was very cautious. I drove too slow. I drove very slowly through there. I didn't get full potential out of it because I just wasn't anticipating. That was my problem. Uh, but as the sun rose and it became daylight and I did my uh, remaining stints under the sunlight, uh, I was much better through that sector between the two carousels. Um, I, w- I learned it just through repetitions. And I, I figured that's what needed to happen. I needed to actually get into the race mode, get into the 24-hour race, and be in there for my stints. And it would come to me at that point. Uh, I would just, through repetition, get there. And it did happen. Um, Bradley, how would you feel about it? Um, I mean, I did. I felt really good. Um, my first stint was overnight. I was the last one to run stint, a stint. Um, and so the first one, I, when I got in the car, it was dark. Um, I didn't do a lot of practice for nighttime. Um, not really sure why. I just didn't really touch it all that much. But uh, I was really actually comfortable. Um, I found the lap times to have dropped off at night. Um, it didn't feel as fast. Um, and it might just be because in VR, there's at least my old headset, there's some lack of visibility there at night. Um, but it was a good clean run at night. Um, came back in the car. Uh, me and you covered the, for US Eastern time, we covered the late, or early morning stints, like, you know, 1, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. roughly. Um, and it was daylight. So I did a lot better there. Just had a little bit of an accident and then started running at a really good pace. 
in the daylight um, and earned some positions back and got us uh, back into P10 or just, just around P10. Um, so I feel good. I'm, I'm satisfied with what I did. I'm satisfied with what the team did. Um, and I had a lot of fun. Rob, he, you, you were Mr. Clean, as I said. Uh, you were all over it on your stints. I mean, very solid. Yeah, I felt good. I can't wait for next year, to be honest. I'm already thinking about it. About the Nurburgring. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you put the time in. You, uh, I, I called you. I said you were Mr. Clean. I said you should put an earring in and, and pop into random women's homes with uh, washcloth and chemicals <laughs> because you were Mr. Clean out there. Yeah. Well, I had a couple little random spins when I had a couple button miss miss maps, but other than oh, that, yeah, God. kept her pretty good. <laughs> I was gonna. S- <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking about that. That sounds that Mr. Clean reference was unique. It well, sounds like a registrable offense. He, he, oh, 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 very much. Well, so. I mean, he does. Uh, if you watch the commercials, he pops into random women's homes uh, who need cleaning, and he cleans it for them. But he has an earring. He's bald, and they're white, happy that he's there. Tight, a very particularly tight white shirt. Uh, but he has a washcloth and chemicals. That's what he has. I'm not saying that it's chloroform. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's a chemical liquid. Here come the so, cease and desist letters from uh, <laughs> no sponsorship parent company. Yeah, uh, Procter and Gamble. What I was yeah. trying to, what I try, that's what I told Rob. I know, I, I think it was just he and I there for a moment, and but he was super clean, and it was not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's he's come a long way. I'm, I'm patronizing you, Rob. Yep, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You've come so far, young fella, big guy, boss man. You've done so. You've done so hey, well pal. for yourself. Hey, pal, really, you, do you want an ice cream? <laughs> hey, buddy, can I, can I toss you an ice cold water, buddy? Yeah, if anyone's wondering, I did an excellent job finishing my supper tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good on you, good boy. Uh, but yeah, you did well, and Patrick, you did well too. Well, that that doesn't sound very convincing. <laughs> for fuck's sake, come like, on! Yeah, yeah, Rob, you did amazing, and Patrick, you were good too, buddy. Patrick, Patrick you were there. You, you showed up. You showed up. You did your bare minimum. <laughs> you didn't bend uh, it on the first lap, so all right. Yeah, well, I did get us up to P one at one point. Yeah, you, did. you really did. Not by my skill. There's no I, skill involved. <laughs> I give you, Patrick. I give you points for being there because I still don't get the fact that you. You avoided Sebring, but you were all in on Nurburgring. I just don't get that. That that blows my mind. <laughs> Let's just say I beat to the, you know, I marched to the beat of my own drum. What can I say? Yeah, I, I you, I think you were into the twenty four hour races uh, because what this was only your second, right? Yes, as far as twenty four. Yes, uh, and you've got uh, presumably, I, I assume you'll do the last two of the year. Oh. Uh, and I'd say last two, that's a tease of what's coming up. Um, because, yeah, the 24-hour races are something unto themselves, and you only get a limited number per year. Uh, and it's a lot of work. Uh, it's, I mean, any of these events, for us in North America, we, we have to set our alarms on a Saturday morning and wake up early, and sometimes you don't want to do that. You gotta, I mean, it's you're mixed on that, but you get a little adrenaline rush, and you get yourself going. Um the overnight thing, uh, like Bradley said, uh, Bradley and I did the overnight for our team like we did for Daytona, and Rob joined us again like he did for Daytona. It was the three of us. Um, 
Rob, being an Iron Man, decided he wasn't going to nap at all. I think he took a tiny, tiny nap. I took a lot more of a nap than him. And then he, again, fell asleep in his rig. Yep, that's how it always ends. Me, my head in my chest, sitting in my rig. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're found that way with drool in the morning. Did we yeah, finish? Usually. Did we win? Or <laughs> well, what I, I, it resulted Is it my in turn a, team. It resulted in an injury last time at Daytona. Yeah, team. you had a back injury. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did too. We are athletes, after all. I I took some time to go to the gym and loosen up uh, during the morning before my stints because we are athletes, right? Right, guys. I yeah. Yeah, we're esports, right? You got a foam roll after you sit in your chair for too long and turn the wheel. Uh, now, I will say this, uh, it was pretty physical at Nurburgring with my wheel because we had a very, very, very safe and di- high downforce setup. And because of the extra downforce, that translates into the uh, my wheel as it's really hard to turn. And with the windiness and tracks or the corners of Nurburgring, it was a handful. I mean, I was my forearms were sore afterwards. So, oh, yeah, my shoulders. Like you have weak yeah. forearms. No, I'm telling you, Tyler. You, Tyler, this from the guy that still has the G29. You, you come when you come here. I will set you up with the Indy car with a high downforce setup, and you'll okay. see what I mean. You'll understand. What if I don't? What if I'm just fine with it? And I say, Bradley, this is uh, this is weak. I'm just telling you. Then we'll all agree that you're yoked. <laughs> I have I have great forearm strength. What can I say? Bradley and- has terrible forearm strength. And because you're an athlete, we're going to test you for steroids then now. That's right. See, just because Bradley has the forearm strength of a 10-year-old boy doesn't mean that that the rest of us can't handle these cars. (laughs) You can handle it. It's just, it's it's a basic measurement of torque, Tyler. Okay. I got it. Basic Newton meter measurement. (laughs) Do you even know what you're saying? I have no 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 damn clue. Well, that's, that's, that's that's how you measure the strength of a... A wheel, a racing wheel. Okay. How many Newton meters does it produce of torque? Okay. I'm right. saying that based on what I've read. Can we fact check that? Yeah. Um, I mean, the 24-hour race, the uh, us doing the night, we did the night. Uh, it's a little bit like, because I want to do the night. Like, the three of us volunteered to do it again. Uh, and some people, I think, prefer it. Some people are just, can yeah, they want to avoid it. Other people do it. Uh, to me, it's like, we're all many of us are grow, grown up adults, <laughs> presumably, and uh, and yet it feels like you're letting yourself stay up past your bedtime to be staying up drinking some caffeine at, at one a.m. Like it's something you're not supposed to do, and you're letting yourself do it uh, a, a couple few times a year. Uh, so it's interesting to me. I kind of I think I would always want to do an overnight stint because that's what makes it different from other events. Because on a random, like, this weekend, I'm not going to stay up at, at 2 a.m. drinking a raise energy drink, uh, getting into an official IMSA race. Uh, it's just not going to make, that That wouldn't make sense. That would be a problem. That would probably mean I was unemployed and my schedule had come completely unglued. Uh, so that's <laughs> not likely to happen. But it's it's fun and exciting in, in a team setting for a 24-hour race. Is that is that how you bradley and rob feel or did you guys just get voluntold to do the overnight stint no i mean i'm enthusiastic like you you're you get enthusiastic because it's only the few times of the year that you get to do it i mean we have daytona we have maybe another event and then we have spa other than nurburgring so i mean that's it um 
so yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's a special event. Honestly, I don't know that I would s- sleep anyway. Being a, a major mm-hmm. part of the team, you just want to watch. You don't want to miss. You get that FOMO. Yeah. Rob, you said, I asked you when you finished your overnight stint, you were in the clear to take a good nap. We didn't, we really didn't need you really. I think you were just about done for the race and it was maybe three, four in the morning, your time zone, but you said, I'm staying awake. What, what made you, yeah, what like, made you decide to do that? I just couldn't miss what was going to happen next. So until you just, just passed like, out involuntarily, it was just like, it was like a really good and bad show. <laughs> what do you mean bad what part of it was bad i say good or bad it's like it's like it could be either it's like in the extreme something can be so horrible or so awesome that you can't look away <laughs> the problem a lot of teams or uh, anybody out there who did nurburgring you know exactly what we're talking about uh it's a problem that we faced and it was really a problem of who faces it less uh the gtes or gt3s rather uh and our bmw gt3 I mean, Nürburgring, you, you get a, we had some front hits, some front end hits, and we were fine. Uh, not even any damage or change to the speed or the wheel. Uh, but any side hits, and particularly for us, it seemed to be always be the left front tire uh, would slap the wall with that side. And then that's 11 to 20 minutes required garage repair. Uh, and it was really, we saw a lot of that. I don't think any, it, you, I mean, in at least in our split, which wasn't up there, uh, I think just about everybody faced that at some point. Just if you look at their cars, you could tell they faced that. Um, so, I mean, just like any endurance race, it's in 24-hour race, it's about minimizing your time there in the garage, um, but not giving up if you have to go to the garage. Because we went, what, three, maybe four times max, but we never dropped outside of the top 15. And we had maybe 35, 40 cars in the race continuously. So it was definitely possible to fall out of that uh, range. So I, I guess based on that, we didn't have as many problems as other teams. Because even with those problems, we never really dropped too far. Uh, I think we avoided a lot of the, well, we avoided all the lap one carnage yeah. with Francisco just kind of taking right. off. We, yeah, right we had the, the advantage because row, we got right? the front row. So we just leap. We basically were able to leap ahead of the problems. Our problems didn't happen until much later. And um, yeah, I don't think I don't think in our experience of twenty four hour racing, we've been caught up in a lap like lap one incident of a twenty four hour race. But that has to hurt. I don't know what could hurt more than that. Yeah, that would suck. When so you prepare much. so much, presumably you prepare a ton. And you're really jacked up, but you know you're going to pace yourself. And and somebody just gets ahead of themselves uh, in in the first lap, like it's a GT3 sprint race, and uh, and you just start out in the garage. I mean, Bathurst was probably the earliest we've been in the garage, and that was <clears throat> my fault. But nevertheless, well, see, my question is, and a question some of our team members and and surely people in uh at Nurburgring had to face was do you stop if you get into a first lap or first few lap incident do you stop and try to do the next split or the next uh session at say three or four hours later or do you keep going because yeah that's, that's i don't kind of a tough one when everyone's up early and ready to go that that just prolongs it that many more hours that i could see how that would be appealing but also that's not really an attractive option when when presented to a lot of people I think, I mean, at least with the Daytona server errors and how that got started late. And so therefore the next day when 
it's winding to an end and you're ready to have a day of rest and sleep. I, I preferred it to just stop at eight, eight something Eastern time. And then in our time zone, uh, I'm ready for it to wrap up. Yeah. I, I if it runs, if it runs till lunchtime in Eastern time zone, Oh man, it's taken out a chunk yeah. of Sunday as well. It's like, exactly. this is exhausting. So yeah, that's my, that's my, would be my question. When you're at the beginning, you have plenty of time to rebuild, even if it's an engine blow. I mean, you're going to be way behind, but if it, at least if it happens, it happens at the beginning, you have a lot more time to recover. I mean, if you get an engine blow in the last three hours, that's pretty much it. It's going to be impossible yeah. to gain that, that position back on that. If, so, you're yeah, going, would, if you're going for realism, fix the damage no matter how early. Stay in it. Finish yeah. your time. Finish your your entry. Uh, I, that's my feeling. If you're in it yeah. for realism, if you can have the one problem up front and maybe just grind away, get lucky and grind away a bit, and have no more problems, and you're and it doesn't make a difference because it could be a difference between all teams on average having three garage visits, depending on the situation. Nurburgring's a track where. Uh, you could see, obviously, we saw, uh, most people, you see a garage visit. You don't have to be around traffic. Uh, it just takes a driver error, and boom, you're in a garage. We saw oh, yeah. that We saw that a ton. Uh, well, the- so spread out. A place like maybe Daytona or a smaller distance track with a lot of cars, maybe your garage visits are more determined by uh, errors by your competitors or bad traffic racing and bad racecraft by you or your competitors around traffic. Nurburgring's a little different. It's it's driver on track and probably making a mistake running off something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the good thing about Nurburgring is if you get twenty minutes of repair, it takes so long to go around. You you're going to lose less tra- uh, yeah. less laps anyway. Um, so, and I, one thing I wanted to see if you agree. To me, I know even though we're not in the top split, uh, when we have these major events where the top split is broadcast, something in my mind makes me think. I want to be in that same time slot. I don't want to, I feel like the other right. time slots are like off brand time slots. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm getting, I know dollar, I'm mean. getting dollar general brand 24 right. hours of Nurburgring instead of, uh, you know, right. Put, put I, in your, put in your fancy grocery store there. Yeah. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. The popular one, the main one, Yeah, uh, you see where you stack up, even though you know, you're not going to get in the top split. You, you find out. You want to you want to compete. You want to at least I think you want to be in registered with the most amount of drivers. I think that's what you would like if you're going to go for the official IRA. Well, yeah, more competition. Yeah, and um, so Nurburgring's in the books. We we did it. It was a track that I was intimidated by, and I didn't buy until around Christmas, around December. Um, it's something. It was it was the most daunting one on the schedule for me, and. Uh, I feel like I didn't let it get the best of me individually. I think we as a team, obviously, we stuck in the top 10. We didn't give up. Uh, and we had the typical 24-hour roller coaster ride that we've had on every 24-hour race that we've been in coming up on a year of our time. We're, we're less than probably many, but we've been doing it for a year. We're coming around to start to do our second of each event. Uh, and we've adjusted to it. It's something that uh, years ago, we ne- we would have dreamed to do, and never would have thought we would do very successfully. And I mean, it's it's really grown into something. Uh, and that brings us to 
uh, one of the main topics tonight uh, of something that we're really excited about. It's something we kind of predicted. I don't. I know not necessarily predicted, but something we we said if this happens, then problem solved, uh, and we're all in and we're excited about it. Well, it's. Um, I guess we kind of could feel it coming. We felt like this is something that this series would do and do well, uh, and it's in fact happening. Uh, so. We've mentioned, uh, talking about big leagues or big series or racing divisions on iRacing, we've mentioned the major series before. Uh, our team, Patrick, Rob, and I here on the show, uh, we, f- we finished, we did the MTEC, Majors Team Endurance Challenge. It was a five-race, uh, three-hour series. We did the GT4 BMW. Uh, really, really well-run. It was, it was the most well-run kind of formal series I've, I've been a part of i mean we get on we get on the driver's meeting and they start out the driver's meeting playing classical music uh inspirational classical music and you're like oh shit this is serious business uh that was our first experience we did the first one in maybe november or something like that uh, we were like this is fancy uh big fields multi-class tr- uh, three different classes amp pro and am and it's actually pulled off because, I mean, how many times do you try to set up a league or series multi-class with Pro-Am and this and that? And you just don't get the numbers of popularity to do that. You need a certain amount of participation and engagement to really pull that kind of stuff off on the roadside. Whereas an Oval League, you just show up and race. Uh, some of these multi-class road series, in, in theory, they sound great. But, but to actually pull off, not every league can pull it off. Uh, but the major series did and they do. Uh, so we did MTech and we were really impressed by that. And we're going to do it again next season when it comes back. Uh, hopefully we're going to bump up to GTE from GT four. Um, and then we've got some guys, I don't do it. Uh, I think Patrick, you do it. And some other guys, uh, do the actual major season or major series, uh, where it's really an interesting concept. And, and, uh, it's interesting to me. I didn't do it because of what it is, because I would have to buy a bunch of content and I, and jump around, but they do like uh, the different cars and different tracks each race. Uh, and it's really interesting. I mean, you could do a, a big oval race. What Patrick, did they do Daytona in the 87 cup car or something like that? Yeah, they did a Daytona 500 in the 87 cup car. Um, uh, they're doing the Nürburgring 2.4 on mm-hmm. May 2nd. And then they're doing an Indy 500 on May 16th. And, you know, a couple other events that they're going to run throughout the year is just Southern 500 for NASCAR Cup. Uh, basically, you name it. I mean, they even had the they have the Chili Bowl in there, you know. Yeah, I mean, everything. It's it's so diverse. I mean, what a internet you could call it an international race of champions type of format. You got to be good at everything. Uh, and they they and that as well they put they they split up in in pro in classes down I forget the exact terminology but uh, people are classified by their ability basically um, so even that's split up and they have they typically have multiple splits so it's a very popular thing um, so they they're legit they they run the majors garage uh, I'm a customer of the majors garage I, that's where I uh, subscribe for for my setups for official races. And I'm really, I've, I've enjoyed those, but 
uh, I say that we're not supported or sponsored or anything or affiliated with them, but uh, we've kind of been drawn to them and really enjoy what they put out, their product. Uh, it's it's what you would hope for. Uh, their broadcast, their races are broadcast by the Global Sim Racing Channel, which is incredibly professional in its own right. Uh, they broadcast our races at MTech, and that was a big draw for us because we love a quality broadcast, and uh, GSRC does that. Um. So that bring so so there you so I've kind of laid out basically I, I say all that to describe the platform the major series platform what it is and and that type of thing, um, so that takes us back maybe a month we've we've had a couple shows where we've discussed this and uh, it's been broadly discussed in the iRacing community by now, uh, and that's Le Mans and the lack of a twenty four hour of Le Mans race on the iRacing official schedule. Uh, about a month ago, a few episodes back, we talked about. Uh, we kind of updated on that and got into the conversation of, is it time to give up on that? Because iRacing, as we all know, uh, put in the special event schedule that they're hoping to do some kind of event at a track in France this year. Well, we have heard nothing. Uh, and it's it would be in June, maybe August, because the actual race was pushed forward in real life. Um, obviously, in June, you've got six hours of the Glen by iRacing, so they've got a special event in June. Uh, but there's not any kind of word. Uh, and, and at this point, I mean, is it any major team? That was the question we ask. If you're a big team, uh, do you wait and hope? Or do you say, oh, well, I guess no Le Mans this year. And it's one of my favorite events. I, I would assume for a lot of people it is. Uh, or do you look for somebody that hosts in a, a 24-hour race? And when you get into that, it's like you want to make sure it's legit. I mean, if you're a major team, where do you put your attention to uh, just some random organized 24 race or to some established uh, series or leagues 24? And that brings us to the majors. Uh, and I, you, you can already connect the dots here. Uh, so before this was announced, we have drivers, our drivers that are in the majors series uh, that kind of jumps around like we were, Patrick and I just mentioned. Uh, they were looking at the majors uh, league on iRacing and they were looking at the sessions and they spotted uh, a 24 hour Le Mans session in June, uh, which at that time was not announced. Uh, and they shared a screenshot of that with us uh, at our Mad Sib Racing Team uh, channels. And that, <laughs> that caused quite the uh, uproar of excitement. Uh, because we were all saying, we've said on this podcast, if you play back the tapes, uh, we were saying if major if the major series does a 24, they should do a 24. If they do it, then that's what we're going to flock to. Uh, well, this sure did look like a strong clue that that's what was going to happen. Uh, so we, but there's no announcement. There's no rumor. There's no page report or anything like that. Uh, so uh, Into the Apex reached out to the owner uh, or admin of the major series with uh, us having seen this uh, to try to get an idea of it. Uh, at the time, it hadn't been announced, but he basically responded to us uh, very friendly-like uh, with a little, pretty much a strong hint that, yes, this is, is going to happen uh, and the announcement's going to come. And sure enough, the announcement has come uh, and understandably, they have to tiptoe around it. They can't call it the 24 Hours of Le Mans because they'd probably get sued. Uh, <laughs> realistically. So it's called the Majors 24, the Majors 24 at Le Mans. 
So here we have it, ladies and gentlemen. The 24 Hours of Lama, wink, wink, is uh, happening on June 12th and 13th by the major series. Now, obviously, it's not the Lama race. It's not the iRacing Lama race. Uh, but that gets us into the discussion now. And we'll also read out. I'll talk about some details in a minute. But let's start some discussion here. Uh, so, so since this has come out officially as well, and we were chatting about it before amongst our team because we kind of caught on to it before it was announced. Um, I find that our team, which is a big team, we have a lot of people, uh, it's created more buzz for a 24-hour or endurance race than any iRacing official 24-hour race in the past year. Uh, and it begs the question of, is this more This is more exciting than if iRacing were to host its own Lamar race. And now at this point, it doesn't matter if they do or not because this is it. What do you guys think? Oh, this is way better. Uh-huh. I don't care about whatever iRacing is throwing out yeah. now. Like, throw that to the back burner. And even if they fix it, like, just commit to this and screw it. Like, who even cares about the main would, one anymore? This was going to. That's the next thing. If iRacing says in, in June, hey, in August, we're going to do a 24 hour race of France, uh, we don't do two of them, right? We just do this one. No, we can't do two. <laughs> no, that's, that's too much. We, we, it is. iRacing is probably going to come back with something stupid like 24 hours of Paul Ricard or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing with this one is, I mean, it's the organization is better, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you're. It's just it's it's more cool and more realistic to have an actual sanctioning body that's a little bit closer than to just have an iRacing automated race set up through sessions and splits where you get like 50 splits. I mean, there's going to be some splits in this one. It's not obviously just a single split. Right. But but there's a more chance to get in the top split here, I think. Um, and also there's things like they say if you win, there's there's some they mentioned trophies. They mentioned things Physical like that. Physical prizes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. That to me is more of a draw. I mean, yeah, the odds are still not incredibly high that you would you could get that, but the possibility is greater than if you're in a fifty split special event in iRacing. Yeah, I mean and like you said, it's run well. Yeah, let me read out some details. And and like I said, we're not affiliated, sponsored, what have you with majors. Uh, but our our conclusion here, our our thing with this is our theme is uh, this is problem solved as far as we're concerned. It was a, something that we thought was a problem. Lama is not, I mean, if the 24 hours of spa didn't happen, I don't know. But 24 hours of Lama, it's it's Daytona and Lama are the two biggest ones, in my opinion. Uh, and Lama is my favorite road course, without a doubt, um, for myself. Uh, so so I, it's just gutting that it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and to me, this is problem solved. This is a series that is well, they they're experienced in this type of thing. They can if anybody can pull it off, they can. Uh, and this is something to rally around for the iRacing, road racing, endurance racing uh, world out there. Uh, and it's where our particular team is focusing its energy for Lamont. Uh, so June twelfth and thirteenth is the event. It's the standard classes you would have expected in the official. It's the LMP one, LMP two, uh, GTEs. You got the Porsche, Ford, Ferrari, Corvette, GTE. Uh, they have. They're going to obviously take all registrations. It appears and have a top split. Uh, the top split will have cautions and live stewards. It would appear. 
their split sizes look to be 54 cars. Um, they're going to have pre-qualifying to determine those splits, but to be considered for the top split, you have to pay an entry fee for the team. That's a $25 entry fee that covers the whole team, not 25 per driver. So that's very reasonable. I think that's very fair considering the top split is going to be broadcast by their standard broadcaster, Global Sin Racing Channel, which is top-notch because we they did our MTech races and they were very professional, as everybody knows. Uh, physical trophies, medals, other prizes, physical prizes, they say. Um, and that comes with the entry fees as well. So, I mean, the entry fees are going to some interesting, very interesting things. Uh, and they're going to have multiple splits. Uh, so anybody that doesn't pay the entry fees, they'll obviously probably be split two or below, however many splits are necessary. Uh, and they say 54 car split size, 10 LMP1s, and that's going to be pretty prestigious. 20 LMP2s, 24 GTEs. Uh, so the pre-qualifying is going to be interesting. Uh, they're going to have cautions only in the top split. The other splits won't have full course cautions. We did the full course cautions with these guys in the MTech series. It's, it's interesting. Uh, the way they did it there, uh, they did an accumulated amount of incidents for all cars. So they just randomly selected that number. They didn't announce it. But once we, all, once we hit that number of incidents in the race, they threw a, a caution. The admins threw a, the stewards, live stewards threw a caution. Uh, it's it's different on a road course. It takes a while to catch up and get lined up, but it's kind of a breather and it, it's somewhat realistic. Um, other prizes, they've got interesting prizes too. I mean, you're not going to see this in an, in an official iRacing 24. Uh, team clean, they get physical awards and other prizes to the car, the teams with the fewest incidents, hard chargers, most spots gained from starting position, best livery is voted on by competitors. Best screenshot as voted on by competitors. Best highlight clip, uh, and and some and more. They they don't list all of them, but there's more. Um, so it's just really interesting. Right now, they've only got it's just started this week. They have five LMP ones registered as we sit here, three LMP twos, four GTEs. Uh, so those are some of the details. It, it, there's a lot of of stuff to it. A lot of stuff to kind of go into it, prize wise, and 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 that type of thing, and a broadcast. Um. It's so, so what it's done for our team guys is, is we've all seen it is it's thrown us into a super sports team strategy mode. Uh, we, we feel like a real front office because you want to make a team to get in that top split. That's super competitive and can actually, you pay the entry fee and they, they can do the qualifying. And we found it to be, it's launched us into this real strategy mode. That's really interesting and exciting, Right. Yeah, it's a new dynamic, really. Like some, everyone else kind of always just like broken off into their own teams for these, right? But like now there's kind of like an overarching structure that's kind of trying to figure out who should really be with who to maximize your chances of getting into that split. Yeah, we're we're playing Moneyball basically right now. Yeah, I mean we're yeah you're like a a baseball manager trying to set his World Series lineup. (laughs) (laughs) You've got it. You've got to get it. You've got to get it right. I mean, you can't put somebody, everyone has to be even and on par. And usually we just, we pair up like uh, elementary school kids playing dodgeball. <laughs> but uh, now, now we've got to, we've really got to think about it. You know? Put it to a science. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's got to be. In fact, I believe after this podcast recording, we're going to have a secret team meeting. So that's all we're oh. going to say. <laughs> and that's not secret anymore. That. <laughs> yeah. 
I can say for sure you're not going to see an LMP1 from any of us here. Uh, the LMP1, I experienced misery in the LMP1 at Le Mans in a six-hour race because the floor is like tissue paper. You went over a curb and you're screwed. The race is over. Sounds like a user error. It was definitely some type of error. ID10T. Huh? <laughs> that's it's an old it's an old IT joke. An ID10T error. Can you elaborate on that? Well, just think about it. If you were to write it down on paper, ID10T. I got nothing. I uh, <laughs> dumb it down, please. Yeah, we're not IT professionals. <laughs> Speak right? to us as though we knew idiots. We we were not laymen. Idiots. It's just a fancy way of uh, saying oh, it. Oh, oh geez. Geez. Okay. Lord. Okay. Right. Like, right? Yeah, we'd say when we're like working with a client, they do something really stupid. They'd be like, what was wrong? You'd be like, ah, it was just an ID 10 so year. Okay. So it's letters and numbers to spell the word idiot. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. It's like saying boobs on a calculator, Tyler. <laughs> well, that's, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> well, there's something everybody understands. I think everybody now understands Rob's reference with that. Um, so long, I mean, we're fired up about this race. I mean, it's, it, to me, that is the Lamar 24 this year. And, and if the ACO or whoever, if whoever is responsible for iRacing having troubles with this puts a stop to it, then we're going to grab the pitchforks and the torches because we're all excited. Uh, you think, you think iRacing could put a stop to it? Well, uh, I'll tell you this. I don't think they I, can. I don't it's think, I don't think I'm. You- I don't think I'm throwing too much info out there or anything I shouldn't, uh, but I was. We were chatting with with uh, Mike, one of the admins owners of of majors, uh, and I was telling him how we caught on to this, uh, and um, he said the reason they put up that session that we spotted or our guys spotted that kind of let us that gave us a clue to this. The reason he, he put that up was to test out and make sure that iRacing even allowed somebody to schedule a 24 hour race at Le Mans. So obviously, knowing the backstory, uh, he was thinking maybe iRacing shut down the ability to do it because maybe iRacing realized if we don't do it, somebody's going to do a 24-hour Le Mans race on our s- service. And maybe the question was, did somebody tell iRacing you can't even let other people do it? So you have to disable the ability to do a 24-hour race. So basically, we'd have a 23-hour race or something like that. Yeah, 23 and a half. 23 yeah, hours. It would be some bastardized version gonna, of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're going to touch. I don't think outside cor- companies are going to really care what the users do as long as it's not being marketed by the service. And I also don't think iRacing would ever, ever overreach into private leagues and mess with them unless you're doing something, you know, derogatory. Well, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I mean, I imagine if you named your league, something incredibly offensive, they shut it down, but short of that, I, I, yeah, I think just calling it the majors 24, I think you're safe. Yeah. Because Lamont, Lamont is a track that is on the service. Now, by God, if they were forced to remove Lamont from the service, I think we'd have to protest. Why would they even let them scan it and then take it away? I don't. Well, we don't know these th- businesses are illogical. No, they don't think they could take it away yeah. from the service. Yeah. Really, the money has probably help. been exchanged and the rights have been. I mean, yeah. it, I don't know. That, I mean, that would just be stupid. I mean, we're, it, all, it trying to, we're all trying to have a good time here. Damn it. Let us have our good time. There's no need to all this exclusivity or whatever they feel is needed. 
I mean, iRacing is a popular, sustained service. Let us have our fun. So, so do you think, I think, I mean, you probably don't even have to think. You just know that this is, yeah, there, there we go. I worked, I worked my way through it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what what so, do we know? Tell us what we know. So the fact that this is even happening, I think the only reason this is happening is because of the big blow up of sim racing over the pandemic. You because the, I don't think these outside organizations gave a damn who or what service was running a 24-hour of Le Mans. It's not like there's oh there's one official 24-hour of Le Mans, and then last year they had one to replace. It was the on the event. FBN in the United yeah. States, and it was on another sim, not iRacing. Mm-hmm. So then they've struck deals now with particular services or, or games or whatever, and now all of a sudden they care that oh it's the only one needs to be on this service. So don't don't offer it iRacing. Don't offer it. What was that so, virtual 24 on? Was it R Factor? Does anybody know? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was, it was on ESPN in the United States. It was in the thick of the shutdown of sports. Yeah, and yeah I remember that. I remember watching it. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that I, nobody cared. Nobody's cared in the past years. There been, there's been an iRacing 24-hour of Le Mans, and then all of a sudden, this happens. I'm looking up. I don't even understand why iRacing can't do it in the sense like, all they are doing is setting up a session like a private league could with content that they would have already paid licensing fees for probably. So I just don't understand like what is it what what would prevent them from just setting up a session that everyone can join that's 24 hours long that doesn't have a name. Call it whatever. Yeah, does it have be to? 24 hours of a a gray blob. The 24 hours of earth. Yeah, that the i racing twenty four hours, something like that. You could just call it yeah the i racing like Coca Cola like, Speedway. The yeah, I mean, there's ways around it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand either. There's that tells me there's got to be a chance they can work it out, or they yeah, would they set it up. Work it out. Well, they rebranded the the VLN series. It's now the Nurburgring Endurance Series or Championship. Hmm. Why couldn't they just have the i racing Le Mans yeah, Championship? Yeah, we, call, we need event. to call it a sponsor, the VCO twenty four. We we need to send our, our sleuth out to. Uh, put some feelers out with iRacing staff to see if there's any details on why they can't do it or what's what the deal is. I, mean, I, I doubt we get anything from that, but... Let's extend the feelers. It would be worth an, a question. Worth our Factor question. 2 is correct. I'm looking it up. Our Factor Yeah, two. I remember our Factor 2 being that, that sim, but that's not the one that they're doing this year, right? I, I have no idea. Actually. I know we've done an episode on it, but it's... Good research on our It's, part, it's right? in the past. Well, we discussed it in an episode, but I, I, I can't even think. I... It goes in one one ear and out the other. So, but I, I don't believe it's our factor. I think if it's you go to twenty the, the web to, the website twenty four virtual dot esports dot com, it still talks about the twenty twenty virtual Lama. It doesn't talk about the twenty twenty one. I hope but, nobody uh, does it. I hope nobody shows up. But damn it, it shows the worldwide TV inter, like international TV footage. So ESPN two, which is what we saw here in the US, uh, Sky Sports. Uh, lots of sports networks all over the country, Eurosport and Pan Asia Pacific, motorsport.tv worldwide. Like it, it got some worldwide play. So I imagine of course, France TV, there's a lot of money involved in that type of deal. Um, yeah, I don't, that's, that's tricky. I mean, they seem to just want exclusivity. I mean, you would think they could make money or do something off of, Many of these have one on each platform and make money on each one, but they seem to just, they want exclusivity. And that's the problem that, that we're running into is 
there are multiple SIM options and only one SIM option can have that exclusivity. And apparently it's not iRacing. Someone's got to get their shit together. Yeah, and, and the majors, that's, that is the story of the hour. The majors, majorseries.com. They aren't sponsors. They aren't supporters or affiliators. Or affiliators. They're not affiliates. But uh, they get our vote. I mean, that's just, that's, yeah, that's just the, exactly. that's where we are. They get our vote. Uh, if somebody can pull this off, this is who can do it. Uh, it's somebody experienced in setting up significant events with great popularity. Um, it's the model of, it's what you would look to. So, I mean, we even here at Mad Sim Racing into the Apex, we, we tossed around the idea of, of doing it ourselves, of hosting one. And we canceled that out in about a day. Uh, we had voices of reason chime in and give us reasons why it was not a great idea. Uh, it's a, it would be a lot of work. And it's going to be a lot of work for these guys, but they, they know what they're doing at this point. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, as a team, it's, it's so much better to focus on the competition aspect and just line your guys up and go in and go and attack. Whereas trying to plan the logistics of something, get enough people to come in, which the biggest the biggest hurdle is to get people to commit and then actually get them to show up. Um, and then also try to be competitive and form teams. That's, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, it's a lot of work in itself to practice. And, and we really, I mean, this is going to be June 12th, 13th or whatever. Not a ton of time to practice. If you're going to do the Indy 500, you're going to practice for that in May. So not a ton of time to practice for some teams. But that comes to the other point about this major series is we saw it in MTech because it's a popular, well-run series, a lot of fast drivers, a lot of fast teams show up to this thing. So you're not going to have a fall off of competition. Uh, if anything, you're going to have really stiff competition. Uh, and, it, and there's going to be a quality, as it says, there's going to be a qualifying system to try to balance out the, the splits, just like iRacing would basically. Uh, obviously I think it'll be more on qualifying time than I rating, which probably is more realistic because you could be somebody like, like me, uh, I'm not super fast, but I do so much league racing and, and that type of thing that I don't do a ton of official racing these days. So my I rating really is not indicative of my growing or shrinking ability. My I rating is kind of stagnant, uh, if that makes sense. So, so it's really not a not an honest depiction. I mean, I I get in a lot of official road races and I seem to wreck lately. So my I rating's triple digits. It's miserable. I don't even want to think about it or talk about it. But yeah, but it's I I think I, I like to think I'm better than what my I rating is right now on the roadside, right? Oh yeah, so, most definitely. I I was looking at yours and yeah, I think probably well, so. Well, fuck you, Bradley. What are you doing about <laughs> my I rating? Because well, well why you are you see... looking at my I rating? <laughs> what was the point of that? Because I, I got mine up to 1,500 and some, almost 1,600 after my first uh, win in road at the GT4 at Brands Hatch this week. Oh, um, video on video that, on Mads You had Racing to get YouTube. that in there. Video is on Madsen Racing YouTube. It was quite the, quite the effort. Let's see what my road I rating is. Let it was like 900 and some to my 1,500. Screw you. You know what? You, you race you. more official races than me, I think. Oh, it's... I've, <sighs> I try to do at least a couple of week official road races. Do you know what my I rating is on road? What is it? <sighs> it's what is it? It's eight hundred thirty-one. Oh. Get back, you're, you're dirty. You're dirty scum. 
That's bad. That is bad. Your your bottom split piece of uh, shit. You, you know what my safety, Do you know what my safety rating is though? What? Four point nine nine. Oh, Nurburgring did that for me. Yeah, yeah, it has eight hundred and thirty-one. What am I doing? You need to start more in the Michelin Pilot series. I, I find that series oh, to be a good place because you won one race there. It's the best series on the service. It's, it is. I have the most fun shut on races. The best the series. Fun. You should run a mission. Hey, you know what they say, I want to race. The slower the car, the more fun. No, the racing is. I don't. The GT4 is. I can race I the love GT4. It. For I love that BMW GT4. I love it. You, of course, you do now. I understand it. Me and the car have an understanding. <laughs> okay, whatever. My my oval eye rating is one three six four. Well, my road eye rating is miserable. It, it sure is. That's I'll say it. That's bad. Don't apologize. Do better. Okay. <laughs> That's bad. I've, I just have wrecked a bunch. Let's uh, no, let me do what people do. Let me put it on other people. I've been wrecked a bunch. It's not my fault. No, nothing's. My oh, fault. you're that guy. Nothing's on, on ever racing Reddit on the iRacing. My fault. fault. Show me. Is this my fault, guys? Fault. Tell me. But it's obviously your fault. Yeah. My dog even my dog even agrees with. I me. love those posts. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so well, majorseries.com and join us because we're going to have a lot of teams. You're going to see an, into the Apex crew out there. Uh, it's it's we're excited. Lama is solved as far as we're concerned. Change our minds. What's that meme? Lama is solved. Change our minds. Uh, if, if you're looking, if you need to do a Lama 24, you here it is, uh, and it's it's free. You don't have to pay the entry fee, or you can give it your best shot and pay the entry fee and have a shot at qualifying into a top split, uh, which is exciting in its own right. There's going to be some edge of your seat comp- competition and adrenaline in this, and that's that's what's got us fired up. I've not seen our group of guys fired up like this in a while. Uh, and and we were Lama is special to us because Rob, you you and Bradley and I, uh, we we started we did our first team race at Lama last year, and and, and I still began. remember that feeling. Oh, that feeling! It was you know it's different. It's different. I mean, it's it's still there, but it's it was different that time. No, I that was it was different. I was a nervous fucking well, wreck. <laughs> I just remember just like a buzz. The whole time. Yeah, me too. When we finished it, that feeling yes. of, of finishing it, when we were calling it, we haven't done that recently where we've been streaming and calling the race, but uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty incredible. <laughs> I hear a, a, a German Shepherd that feels the same way in the background. Yeah, he's, he's protesting. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that, that feeling was unique. I mean, I, I still get excited about the 24-hour races, but it's, it's different now. It certainly is different, right? Yeah, I mean, you, the novelty of something is is something you, I mean, it changes. You get you get comfortable, you get more experienced, which is good. It's necessary. Yeah, I mean, how did we do? We did we did horrible. I mean, it was fun. It was the most fun (laughs) I've ever had racing. But we did setup was wrong. Well, yeah, (laughs) we wrecked a lot, but uh, we wrecked a lot. Now we still wrecked a lot, but we still finished top ten. So I mean, who would have thought? Less than a year later, we would have finished. P7 in a 24 hour of Nurburgring, which I'd never even seen Nurburgring this time last year. <laughs> and here yep. we are finishing top 10 in the 24 hours. So look at us. That's exceptional. Look at us. Yeah, we. Team, I'm telling you. Into the apex. Telling you, we're going to be in the top split one of these days. <laughs> we might be retirees 
but we're going to be in the top split. Uh, the Tom Christensen's of the top split. Coming up on End of the Apex, we're going to get to F1 picks of the week. Uh, we'll be right back after this. This episode of End of the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offer, offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com. Is your heart racing? And now, the Into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League Picks of the Week. And it's happened immediately! This is amazing! Oh, 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 Adam Carroll, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. F1 Fantasy Picks of the Week. We're going to close with that. Portimao, Portugal for the F1 series this week. And uh, so we kind of mentioned a little bit of the F1 results in the last episode from the last race. Uh, I felt like I, I jumped up in the standings. I'm going to brag brag for myself. I jumped up. I selected Max Verstappen as my mega driver, which you get limited picks in F1 Fantasy. And, of course, he won the race, and that worked to my advantage. Um, some of my underperformers uh, in the last race, Yuki Tsunoda had some problems, Fernando Alonso. Uh, didn't seem to do well for me. And I even considered dropping Fernando Alonso, but we're going to see what I decided to do after looking at some practice times uh, for Portugal this weekend. Uh, so I'm going to get right into it. Uh, so so we're recording this only after practice sessions. Uh, Rob, I, did you watch any practice sessions earlier? I think I saw that you were watching some. Yeah, I caught most of them. What was your? Did you have any takeaways from it, or was it just confusing? What did you think? I don't. I didn't. I, I was thinking that I'm feeling a lot better about because I knew you said you were going to get rid of Alonso. Well, I have uh, Esteban Ocon, so I was thinking of dropping him, but they looked 
a lot better today. Yes. And I have a good feeling. But at the same time, it's like I don't know how much to really read into it, but something's telling me that they're going to be comfortably ahead of some of their midfield competitors. Yeah, they. you just nailed it. They both were up there, and that, that, that was my tease. Uh, and, and I'll get to my lineup in a moment. Bradley, what uh, what's your hot take on F1 this week? Go. <clears throat> it's uh, the wheels are open. Cars are fast. <laughs> they're uh, they're in a, a country that is not the United States this week. Oh boy. <laughs> um, is, that, is that hot enough for you? That is oh, that is that's mild. That's mild. Come on, that is spicy. Scal- that's that a spicy scal- meatball, as they say. That is scalding hot. I feel like the appropriate way to do this, uh, Bradley. Let's start with you. What's your roster for F one fantasy this weekend? Hang on, I, I need to actually access. It. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost on the. Uh, I got, I'm on the fantasy website and I got lost. Okay, Bradley, you go ahead and reset your password. Whatever you need, buddy. I have not logged into this thing since we did Jesus the first episode. Christ. So were, were we actually supposed to be messing with it? Yes. yes. You, can, you can do up to six changes a, a race weekend. If but you what, do more the than six. There's only, there's only so many drivers. And is it, aren't that. The, aren't the things, aren't the positions pretty much don't, similar? Don't, don't get pedantic about it. Just tell me what your picks are. Get logged in there. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. You're in. My picks are the same as they were for week one. God because as I it. said, I've not edited anything. Well, read them out for us, okay? So, and I'm just going to read them in the order that they are in these slots. Uh, number one, I have Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I have Ricardo. Number yeah. three, I have Stroll. Number four, I have Hamilton. The, other ha- the last one, I have Giovinazzi. You really aren't going to do. You're you're almost dead last in the points, and I have 228 points. But I think that's because how much money have you spent? Do you have any uh, budget left over? Probably. Let me. How do you find that out? Well, you go to. There's not a lot of things here to look at. <laughs> this is not as easy as uh, ESPN or Yahoo okay. Football Fantasy. Try to go to your team and see what your budget is. It should be up top. Teams. Right. Okay. I'm at teams. Then I have my team's race week standings. Manage. My teams. What about manage? Here, I manage. Go manage. Yeah, go to manage. I have $97.7 million. Left over? Yeah, that's what it seems to be. No, I have... 97 million. million? No, that's how much I've spent. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have four, four million left. So you, what can, so, I, what can so, I do? What so can you, I do? Well, you can do math is what give, you can Give me do. some triage here. You could do some math is what you could do. It appears to me as though Aston Martin is losing me a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know about Aston Martin. Other than, well, you know, it appears that, yeah, I chose them as the manufacturer and they're losing me money. Yeah. Uh, Lance Stroll is actually seems to be gaining me a little money. Uh, I don't yeah. uh, Hamilton losing me the most? It's, I thought he was the best. He finished first and second. I don't think he should be losing you that much. But the no, little I bar, think he the little, stayed the same. The little bar stayed. is red. I don't know what you, that means. You don't know what you're red is usually bad. So you don't know what you're looking at, do you? <laughs> I really don't. That's why we're tackling you first. That's why my team says I don't know where I am. I thought this was a Wendy's. <laughs> I came in for a chicken sandwich and somehow so, playing F1 fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so what? 
So I've managed to I've managed to budget myself to have zero point zero million. I am using every dollar in my possession. Uh, Bradley, you're screwed. I don't know what. Well, you're micromanaging. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so here's my lineup. We'll go to me next. Bradley, pay attention. Listen and learn. Uh, Max Verstappen, I keep him in as first. Uh, not that it makes a difference, but uh, Max Verstappen at twenty five point three million. I keep him. Uh, the Red Bulls looked fast. I think they had a little bit of trouble with uh, the practice session uh, with Portugal, but nevertheless, they still look fast. Mercedes had, I think, some issues as well. Um, so f- changes from last week or the last race. Uh, so the last race for Imola, I had Re- Daniel Ricardo, and he was my turbo driver. I dropped Daniel Ricardo and I picked up Lando Norris, his teammate, and I made Lando my turbo driver. Uh, the math worked out uh, to where uh, Ricardo is a little more expensive. Uh, Ricardo in F1 Fantasy is $16.5 million. Lando is $13.7. But it seems Lando is maybe a little bit ahead of him. Uh, so I did the switch really for budget reasons as well. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to what I did here in a, minute, a second. Um, so Lando is is dropped in there turbo driver so i need lando to do well this weekend i'm going to be watching lando uh so back to what rob said alpine i had for alonzo i've had alonzo since the start but after last weekend or the last race i i was thinking i'm going to drop alpine i'm going to drop alonzo i'm just not I, I i was investing in his experience and his return and it didn't seem to be giving me gains uh but i, I kept him for this race because of what Esteban and Fernando could do in practice. So I'm putting some in store for practice. I'm hoping that that's going to translate over. I'm keeping Fernando Alonso at 15.0 million. Um, so it, next comes my shuffle. When I dropped Ricardo, I saved a little money by picking up Norris for a few million less. Uh, so I had George Russell, but I dropped George Russell because my budget allowed me to spend a little more money after dropping Ricardo. So I picked up a slightly more expensive and somebody who's better in points so far. I picked up Kimi Raikkonen now for Romeo. I, I'm a little on the fence on that. I hope I don't regret it, uh, dropping Russell and picking up Raikkonen, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, from there, everything's status quo for me. Yuki Tsunoda had a rough time last race, uh, but I'm keeping Yuki Tsunoda. I'm, I'm going to go all in on that again. Uh, and I'm keeping Red Bull for my manufacturer. Uh, so that that's where I stand. I jumped up. I used my mega driver and Max Verstappen, and it jumped me up to the top 10 in our league points. Uh, so that's good. I recovered because I was near the end with Bradley, which was un, unspeakable. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping for – I need a good weekend this weekend. So that's where I stand. Uh, Rob, I'm going to go to somebody else that's knowledgeable about this. And uh, this may be short and sweet because uh, the story last episode of, of picks, Rob, you were not going to change anything. Did you make any changes? I did make some changes, but we're revoking your knowledgeable card after those picks. Just uh, throwing hey. that there. <laughs> All right. Th- lay down the criticism. Lay it down. Oh, just sticking with Raikkonen and Sonoda. I would toss both those guys. Everyone's everyone's hyping up Sonoda. He's not going to finish out the year that great. I'm telling I, you. I'm buying into it. 
I think it's going to take a year or two. I think he is going to be really good, but not this year. Do you go with any Alpha Tories at all? I'd go with Gasly before him just because Gasly knows I know he can race against the fastest drivers in the world and he's got a better car now that's the only thing like you can put this guy in a good car but what's going to happen when he has to race really hard against the best people in the world Sonoda or Gasly Sonoda so Gasly is 11.7 million Sonoda is 9.3 Really, Sonoda fits into my budget. That's the thing. I'm, I'm yeah, set. Yeah. Oh, where, you got concessions. Where I fall, where I fall with that is, I have so much in my budget. Who can I afford that has some buzz behind him? And Sonoda really is the only guy. Yeah, because at this right. point, I mean, do you keep Schumacher or Mazepin? I, I no, think not. Not at all. Mazepin's way off pace. He should not be driving a Formula One car. He's going to kill himself or someone else. Make a note of that, Bradley. You don't need any Haas driver. So I don't need Schumacher? I do not need Schumacher. If you you have money left over, you could probably... Well, I just... I don't have money left. I just got rid of Aston Martin as my manufacturer. Oh, you're making changes now. Yeah, I I picked up McLaren. That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's not good. So My, how much do you do have I, left? Who else doing that? I have 1.9 million. So who do I need to get rid of now? Get rid of Mick Schumacher and see how much you have and see who you can afford. Let's All do right. this live. All right. Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> remove driver. All right. Mick, so Mick remove- Schumacher is out. So how much no is your budget? Available. How much is your budget? 7.6 million. 7.6. So I can't afford anybody. No, you can afford George Russell or Nicholas Latifi. Now, which one of those is better? Latifi, Rob, Rob, sorry, what's that? Who is better, George Russell or Latifi? Oh, George Russell, easily. Pick up George Russell, Bradley. Latifi's a pay driver. All right, so I've just picked up like George Mazepin. Russell. So you, so Rob, do you agree or disagree? George Russell is better than Mick Schumacher to pick up right now. Oh yeah. So Bradley, you've just improved your team. Congratulations. All right. Now, let's see how much. My picks haven't only made one change on my team. Okay. Was... Yeah, Rob, back to you. What'd you change? Well, like I said, I'm keeping everything the same. Leclerc is sta- Leclerc staying as my turbo driver. He's been getting solid, like P4s kind of thing. And I don't think anyone else is really using them. So it's points I know no one else is getting in that sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I changed out Vettel. Vettel left. I Good call. Uh, what a terrible. Maybe he's just <laughs> got to hang it up. Like yeah. He's like one of my favorite people. I think he's hilarious and he's super nice, it seems. But God, what a terrible driver. <laughs> right now He's it just seems trouble, like he can't yeah. figure it out yeah giving him new car new team and stroll is a pay driver who has clearly earned his seat mm. three times over at this point mm. so I, I went with stroll but then i end up dropping stroll and going to lando so explain turbo driver to me you can set one every week and he gets you double points. Okay. And then you have your mega driver, which you can only use once every half season, which gets you three times the points. Right. So I, I've not been doing that. You haven't had a turbo driver set? I think no. it makes you set. Oh, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Hamilton. If you just look, if you haven't changed, it should still be set. One of your drivers should have like a red tick on it, shouldn't it? It's yeah, a, yeah it's, it's a TD. TD. Do you, Bradley, do you see anybody with a red TD? Negative. Okay, it's supposed to be anybody with that costs under twenty million. You can right. put as a turbo driver. I don't see anyone listed like that. We'll Bradley. we'll teach you this later, Bradley. For the love of God. So, uh, Lando Norris is my turbo. Who you said Leclerc is yours? Yeah, Rob. 
I, I saw, I was looking at some of the key points from the practice. I didn't get to watch it, but uh, some of the key points, I saw that Ferrari was one of the faster mid-range teams of the weekend, it looks like. So that's good for you, at least. Uh, I think Leclerc seems to have a little boost over signs. Uh, Alpine, Alpine rather, uh, was listed. Uh, one kind of wild card since I have Lando and he's my turbo. Uh, one of the points on F1.com was that McLaren's pace is a bit of an unknown. That's exactly the exact words of the uh, takeaway article. So I was a little on the fence on that, but uh, Lando just fit my budget perfect. Like I said, I was able to adjust for this weekend with exactly zero dollars left i I fully used everything available um and i'm I'm really going to watch kimi because that's my big kind of my big roll of the dice is i dropped russell and i picked up kimi and i don't know how that's going to exactly turn out and i need yuki to have a good time but um so rob's made some changes you picked up lando um patrick did you have you made any adjustments either before or as we sit here and talk about it? Um, I made some adjustments after watching the second practice earlier today, because um, I'm down in the pits. I might. I'm. I'm terrible. Fuck, man. I think I'm like third to last. Uh huh. You're game. out of your element. Oh, no shit. But keep grinding. <laughs> keep grinding. What'd you do? What, what'd you do? What'd you do? I, I pretty much overhauled almost everything. Oh, let's hear this. <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton is now on my roster. Um, and he's okay. my mega driver for the first half. So you need him to beat Verstappen this weekend. You're going to be watching that closely. Yes, like a hawk. I, I need it because, quite frankly... I have 232 points, and Axel in first place has 452. So yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm I'm royally fucked. Uh, ah, so with Hamilton, I brought in Daniel Ricardo, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, for like kind of like a mid-range driver, I brought in Ocon. Not a bad choice after the practice. Yeah. The, Alpines were doing pretty well, so I figured take a gamble with him. Um, I kept George Russell, um, and I kept uh, Leclerc. I, I, I think that's solid. And I put him as my terrible driver again, the same as last week. Leclerc? Yeah. And then uh, I switched manufacturers to Alpine. From? I think I had Ferrari last week. Uh, they screwed me. I, th- I mean, if practice pans out, we'll see what qualifying has in store because we're recording this before qualifying. Uh, maybe I mean, Alpine is a good gamble for this weekend. It could not work out. I would be really nervous about it myself. But I mean, I have Red Bull as my manufacturer, and uh, Sergio Perez. Look at the problems he had at Emola. Yeah. Uh, he had he had problems. I mean, it's not nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. Yeah. And I think I, I switched the manufacturer only because I was under budget restraints. Yes. And a lot of it has to do with cost. Sometimes it isn't even um, the intelligence that you have of F1. 
or sometimes, lack thereof. <laughs> right. Sometimes you have to, with fantasy sports, you have to just fit the budget and go with the best at, at the right price. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's picking the wisest choice. I think you have a good roster, Patrick, considering you're out of your element. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, hoping. I think Brad, I think Bradley. I think he improves himself by getting rid of Haas. I think we all, all of us Americans, we really want to get behind Haas, but I mean, let's face it, the Schumacher name. Maybe if he gets in Ferrari at some point after he develops, Mazepin. He's just a meme at this point. Oh God, he he's he's just a whiny little bitch. Well, he's just a meme. He's just a, a Mazaspin meme at this point. He's a joke. Uh, and, and he was already disliked because of, of other things going into it. So it really just plays up to all that. Well, and, and he's talking crap about his own teammate. I've not even seen that. Yeah, he was talking crap about uh, Schumacher because he's a Ferrari uh, Academy driver. So he gets simulator time for practicing. But he doesn't because you know he's just on Haas. He's not a you know a, a driver for Ferrari or anything like that. Yeah. And he's you know yeah. complaining about all this crap. I was reading an article. I'm like, dude, that's your teammate. I mean, yeah, nobody's into him at the moment. He 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 just. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about F1, but he just comes off like an arrogant asshole <laughs> well for us americans we just can't we're, we're anti-russian so we just don't like it to begin with yeah. as a national thing um some of my some of my readings today uh i think Valti, valtteri botas is a decent pick uh if you were to be a contrarian and go against lewis valtteri has a good history at, at uh, this circuit i believe um i think it's wise to drop sebastian vettel um if you look at the current prices of drivers in F1 Fantasy, Sebastian Vettel's up there. He's 15.1 million, uh, but he's simply not performing. So Sebastian Vettel's probably the biggest overpriced driver right now. If I had to to analyze this list, uh, Sebastian Vettel's way too pri- overpriced. Um, I mean, he's above uh, Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Lance Stroll. Stroll seems to be outperforming him, yet he's a couple million more than Lance Stroll. Uh, even Pierre Gasly, he's above Esteban Ocon, and from there, he's he's probably above the Haas, the Williams, and things like that. But uh, it really doesn't make sense at the current price to have Sebastian Vettel. I think that's... If you're doing poorly in F1 Fantasy and you have Vettel, that's probably why. Um, and the biggest thing that I think is interesting is uh, Daniel Ricciardo is 16.5 million. Lando Norris is 13.7. Uh, I am somebody that made the switch from Ricciardo to Norris. We'll find out if that pans out this weekend. But uh, I just feel like, it, at least I feel like, Norris gets the boost above Ricciardo. Uh, we'll find out. Um but besides that, as it stands right now this week for this race, Hamilton is number one most expensive, then Verstappen, then Botas, then Perez, then Leclerc, then Ricardo, uh, and then Vettel, as I just said. Uh, so it's, it's interesting how it falls. Uh, Bradley, have you made any other changes as you've listened and learned? 
No, I, I don't know that I have the money to make it, but I also don't really know what changes to make. You'd have to tell me. I still have Ricardo, Stroll, Hamilton, and Giovinazzi. I don't think that's and bad. I I mean, Giovin- Giovinazzi? What did you say a couple weeks ago? Rudy Giovinazzi? Yeah, Rud- Rudolph Giovinazzi, who's now been... Uh, they served a search warrant on his home. So. God, Rudy Giuliani. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's so I've, that's I've, a real strange. Yeah, I've made uh, George Russell, and I've made McLaren additions. And remove Aston Martin and removed Schumacher. I think so you've made. I think, I think through this learning experience, you've made some significant improvements. Yeah. So I've gone from being in a Wendy's to a Chick Fil A. Okay. For my chicken sandwich. My next question, Bradley. Yes. Are you going to watch this race on Sunday morning? Uh, negative. Why? I am going to be out of town. Son of a bitch. And I'm also going to watch, try to watch anyway, uh, this weekend, the uh, GT World Challenge America at Circuit of Americas. Because after that, I will be at VIR ah. live for this podcast. So I want to catch, right. catch the competition. It'll be streaming live on YouTube. That's right, folks. Bradley, uh, good tease. That'll take us into... Uh, and maybe you'll be there too. I very well will be, probably be there. Uh, there is a high likelihood I am around that weekend. Uh, so Into the Apex will be probably, li- well, well, I mean, it will be in an extent, uh, live from VIR for that GT World Challenge, the Fanatec GT World Challenge America. Uh, Into the Apex will also uh, be coming to you from mid-Ohio for the IMSA Acura Sports Car Challenge uh, on May 16th. Uh, so that's coming up in just a couple weeks. Uh, and we hope for more events to be announced uh, throughout 2021. And then we'll be at the 2022 24 Hours of Daytona. And that will be a massive event. We're already starting to plot out an itinerary, uh, look at booking a sports bar space uh, for recording. Uh, so stay tuned for the 2022 Daytona 24. That's going to be uh, quite the gathering for us. Uh, as always, check out intotheapex.com uh, for upcoming guests, uh, for past episodes, uh, for ITA on the road uh, and that schedule. Uh, and also follow us on Reddit, uh, Reddit into the apex or forward slash into the apex as we try to build the community. Uh, join the Formula One Fantasy League that we've just talked about. Uh, at intotheapex.com. It's never too late to start competing week to week, even if you're a little late to the overall season. Uh, You can still join at any time uh, and see what you can do to stack up against everybody, at least in weekly challenge, uh, as well as overall points. Uh, But with that, uh, that will be Into the Apex episode 32. We'll see you next week. been listening to into the apex apex presented by mad sim racing follow and join the team at madsimracing.com